Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we are going to answer a question that we've seen on one of the Facebook groups that we frequently monitor. It's the Property Investors Chat Group NZ. And the question is one that we frequently actually see at many seminars or when clients come to talk to us. And it's whether they should pay off their, their home mortgage quicker uh, and put their efforts towards paying down their home mortgage, uh, their personal mortgage, or to an investment property. Now, this is actually a specific case uh, or a slight modification of that standard question. So I'll read it out and then I'll let Andrew, uh, who's got that background in mortgage broking, respond. So the question is, hi everybody, I've got a fairly large chunk of cash enough to pay off my owner-occupier mortgage. My only concern is that this is not our forever home. We plan on buying a new owner-occupier in a couple of years that hopefully will be that forever home. So the current owner-occupier will be kept as a rental when they eventually uh, do move on to the next property. So the question is, should they uh, pay down their owner-occupier home now, knowing that what that could potentially mean is that they've got a rental with not a lot of uh, debt on it, and then an owner-occupier home with lots of debt on it, or what should they do? So Andrew, what would you typically recommend uh, in a situation like this? Um, <coughs> Thanks, Ed. So um, I actually answered this one uh, on the uh, the Property Investors Chat Group um, and just, just gave them a brief uh, direction. Now, firstly, uh, the, f- the first thing is um, around paying down debt. So paying down your owner-occupied debt is great. Um, that, that should be everyone's goal. You want to try and get rid of your home mortgage as quickly as possible because as we've covered in the past, your home is not an asset, it's something you own, but it's not income generating, so it's not a true asset. So we want to get rid of that bad debt, the personal debt that's attached to our home. Now, the problem with paying down debt is you're putting it into an asset which isn't liquid. So what that means is it can't be turned back into cash easily. So with, with a uh, mortgage that you've paid down, Let's say, let's say you've won $100,000 on the Rotto, you pay it off the mortgage, and then you decide, okay, now I'm going to ch- change into my new house, and so I need an extra, um, I need some money to withdraw out of my home, or, or I want to go start a business, or whatever. You go back to the bank, and the bank says, great, provide us with financials. Uh, and actually, this is this is um, a client of mine did this recently, and the extra money that you've paid onto the mortgage, they might not give it back to you. So whilst you were able to get the loan um, back when you originally applied for it, you might not meet the criteria now. And certainly, uh, I experienced this myself with LVR restrictions. So we were diligently paying down investment debt uh, to get to an LVR that was satisfactory for the bank for the amount of lending that we had. And then overnight, the LVRs changed from 80 to 60, and all of a sudden, we were still over the cap. So um, it was a really interesting kind of experience there. So... One, the, the first piece of advice that I give someone in a situation here is, yes, we want to reduce debt, but we also want to retain the facility. So there are two ways that you can do that. You can do this with an offset mortgage, or you can do it with a revolving credit. Now, um, offset mortgages are, are available through Westpac, Kiwi Bank, and BNZ, and they're awesome. So the way they work is they work like an irregular mortgage that's on a floating interest rate. Now let's say you had a mortgage of 200000 and we'll just assume that it's all on offset. Now, if this person puts their $100,000 into an account that's linked by offset, that 100000 offsets the $200,000 balance, means you'll only pay interest on the $100,000 difference. So your interest rate might be 
4%, say, but because you're only paying it on half of the mortgage, effectively you're only paying a 2% interest rate. Now, the benefit of this is that your money is still in the bank. It's still, still able to be withdrawn at any time. Um, you've still got ready access to it. It's, it's, it's as if you can just write out a cheque uh, the next day for those of you that still got cheque Um So uh, that's that's one way of doing it. The other way is by revolving credit. So that's like an overdraft. And so if you, if you uh, go to one of the other banks or if you prefer the revolving credit way, and there is another positive which I'll talk about, um, you can... You can turn your hundred thousand into an overdraft. It goes negative a hundred thousand. Then you use the hundred thousand cash to pay that off, so it brings the balance to zero. But your available credit is still a hundred thousand, so you can still take that money out. And if you take the money out, you pay interest on however amount, whatever amount you pay. Um, now the benefit of using a revolving credit over an offset is you stop making payments. So with an offset mortgage, you continue to make the payments as if you had the full loan. So um, a revolving credit can be better from a cash flow perspective. Um, so so again, if you're going to pay off your mortgage in full and you're paying $800 a week, you can pay that off and save $800 a week but still have access to the money. Whereas if you um, were fully offsetting your mortgage, you'd still make that $800 a week payment, it would be just going to 100% um, uh, principal payments. Now, um, this goes, how am I doing for time? I'm not too bad. Um, so then the next part for this person is, okay, well, this is in our forever home. What do I do when I've diligently paid off a whole lot of debt and now I need to withdraw that equity to go buy an, another property? Because as we know, investment debt is better than owner-occupied debt because it's tax deductible. So you're not you, you can actually claim that as a as an expense even with ring fencing just to be clear on that so you still get the uh, the tax benefits they're just deferred now um, let's let's just uh, take an example here where someone has say a six hundred thousand dollar house they've paid off their uh, their mortgage and they've got it down to say two hundred thousand so they've diligently used their cash to get it down to two hundred thousand now they go and buy a new owner occupied house and let's say the new owner occupied house is eight hundred thousand now if they borrow eight hundred thousand to buy that house then they've got eight hundred thousand of personal debt against an eight hundred thousand dollar owner occupied property and they've got two hundred thousand against a six hundred thousand dollar investment this isn't op this isn't a great structure from a tax perspective. So here's where you use something like a look-through company or an LTC as they're often referred to. So a look-through company is a separate entity that you still control and own, but this can be a, an entity that can hold rental properties. Now, um, what happens here is you sell your original house, we'll call that One Smith Street, you sell One Smith Street to the look-through company and you sell it for the current market value, um, so 600000 then you raise a mortgage in the look-through company of 600000 Now that 600000 pays off the 200000 uh, personal mortgage and then there's an extra 400000 which can clear that 800000 debt on your owner-occupied house. So the net position is the look-through company has 600000 worth of debt which is tax deductible and we make that interest only and the personal mortgage has gone down to 400000 So the 400000 equity that was in the in the investment property is now in your personal house, and so that's how you that's how you um, turn uh, the equity from your old house, which was becoming a rental, into equity in your new owner-occupied property, and so that's an optimum structure. Now, all of this comes with a disclaimer: you need to get 
uh, tax advice from an accountant. There's things to consider here. You can't just go moving around properties and um, uh, uh, without talking to an accountant because you want to make sure that you don't trigger things like the bright line test. Um, so, for example, I met with some clients at the weekend and um, they had two rental properties in their own name and they'd been paying down principal and interest. Now what we wanted to do is get that money back out and we also wanted to um, leverage to the to the full value of the property. Now one of the properties they purchased before the bright line changed to five years. So that meant that they could sell that property to a look-through company no problem at all. However the second property actually was purchased within the five-year Brightline test. So that property they can't do a transfer. Or if they do, they'll trigger Brightline test and a test, and then they will end up paying tax on the profits that they've made uh, and the profits that they've made are just to themselves. So that's not a great structure. So you really have to make sure you get good advice here. Fantastic. So essentially what we're saying, guys, I know there's a lot of numbers in there, but the general principles are it's, better from a, or more efficient from a tax perspective to hold your debt within investment properties rather than on your own or occupier homes. And the other principle is, is while it is good to pay down debt, you want to maintain the, the ability to use those funds should you need them for another transaction or for whatever, whatever purposes you need. Now, of course, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, then why not check out some of our online video courses? We've got a free property investor video course, which you can sign up to at opespartners.co.nz, or we also have our first home buyers video course, which is at opasfirsthome.co.nz. That's currently $9 down from $99 with its special launch price. It's fantastic value. And of course, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. But until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. <laughs>